Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you join me. I appreciate it. Like the show, rate the show, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on my YouTube channel, like, subscribe, leave a message. We want to hear from you. A couple things I was thinking about today. Um, I've seen a lot on Twitter, on Instagram, as I follow young men who are in pursuit of their dream, whether that be to play football or basketball, um, really whatever sport. And I hear a lot of times these players and, and then obviously coaches as well um, talk about size and how they're not being recruited because of their size and why should size matter? And I 100% agree with them. Size should not matter. Here's the problem. Just like in anything else in life where you have a high demand, but you also have an overabundance of talent. What these young men and then what these coaches need to start telling them is that they don't need to, they need to stop thinking the way in which people who are saying or right think. They, they need to stop thinking in terms of meritocracy because what we've learned over these last however many years is that the people who make it, it's not just because they all work the hardest. Some of them were just afforded opportunities that were given to them because of what God gave them or because, and, and that can include who they know, what they know, and yes, how they look. So what you have to start remembering is this, these college coaches, they are not trying to find reasons to say yes to you because they have all of those reasons in spades. Yes, you're fast. Yes, you're strong. Yes, you work hard. Yes, you're a dog on the field. But if they say all of those yeses and they put all those yeses together, there are just not enough scholarships for everyone. So they're not trying to find a reason to say yes. They're trying to find a reason to say no. And when you think about it that way, you can then begin to understand why the 5'10 linebacker doesn't get a Division I offer. Why the why the six foot one offensive lineman does not get a Division I offer, while sometimes they squint their eyes at a 6'3 lineman that doesn't get a Division I offer. Because they have to find ways to tell you no. You know and I know that there is no real legitimate difference between a 6'5 offensive lineman that's a killer and a 6'3 offensive lineman that's a killer. Maybe an inch or two here in the arm, sometimes not the case. Leverage is definitely not uh, the, the plus because low man wins, which means whoever is low to, lowest to the ground is most likely going to have the advantage. So that's a plus to the short guy. But 
they're not looking for reasons to say yes to everyone. So they have to have reasons. They must have reasons to pull some perceived negative away from your evaluation so that they have a reason to tell you no. It's not, it's not, it's not something you should get upset about. I don't get upset about it anymore because I understand what it is. It's not something you should get upset about. It's something that you should take and you should use it to be able to better make decisions for you. I have long said that there are players who are more in love with the commitment than they are with the actual playing of the game. Everybody wants to be celebrated. That's why you see these people at every turn going blessed to receive, blessed to receive, blessed to receive. They're even making announcements about camps they're going to now. By the way, these are camps they have to pay for. These aren't camps they're going to for free. Blessed to receive an offer to go to this, you know, to this wide receiver camp in, in Utah that cost me $300 for the camp and another $400 in airfare and another $200, $300 in lodging and $200 in food. Yeah, yeah. Blessed to receive that? Are you really? Come on. A lot of you are in love with the offer and not necessarily in love with playing the game. And that's okay. Some of you, by the way, are not even in love with what the offer provides you. And how do I know that? Look at graduation rates. That tells you everything you need to know. If you were in love with what the offer provides you, we'd see better graduation rates. It can't just be one end. We can't keep thinking about sports as a means to one end. We have to think about sports as a way of opening up a myriad of doors. And you want to walk through as many as possible to cultivate as many opportunities as you can. So stop thinking about, oh, they're sleeping on me because they say I'm 5'10 and I play cornerback, even though I'm, I'm over here locking up 6'3 wide receivers. Be the best 5'10 cornerback you can be. Go where they're going to give you the opportunity to shine, regardless of what the level is. Make the best financial decision for yourself and your family and keep it moving. Because you can't change what you can't change. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be six foot three. Newsflash the six foot two defensive back will always get a look before the five foot ten one will. It's just, it's just the name of the game, especially if what they're doing are the same things. If they're doing the same things, if they're acting in the same way, they're going to, they need a, they need a way to weed you out. They don't need another way to include you. They don't have enough scholarships. So we have to stop thinking about it as dissing and think about it or, or as sleeping on and think about it as this is just what needs to be done. And when you do and you start appreciating you and the people who love you, that's when you're happier. That's when you start having more success.
another issue I was I was thinking about today is we, we can't be afraid to retire our legends. And I think in sports as a whole, we do a good job of this. In sports as a whole, we're usually willing to retire our legends. Hey, you ain't got it no more. It's time for you to do something else. The game tells you when it's over. Except women's basketball and more specifically, the women's United States Olympic team because they're because they have such an abundance of talent that it doesn't really matter who's on the team they're going to win. Yes, I believe that. I'm sorry to other countries. They're that good. It doesn't really matter what combination they come up with. They're going to win a championship. Because of that, and that could be America, me as an American, cocky, arrogant American talking, but I mean, per capita, we just have better, we have we've got more dogs. If, well, because of that, you would think that the women's national team would be more fluid with turning over players. But there seems to be this fascination with continuing to allow the, the aged veterans to populate the, the team at the expense of bringing in new blood and therefore new eyes. So the, the, the women's Olympic team just announced their roster and it's a fantastic roster. There's no doubt that roster is going to win. But I looked at a couple of names and I know that people have talked about these names um, already, but I'm going to go to a couple names that they haven't talked about, at least one in particular. And one would be Sylvia Fowles. Sylvia Fowles is phenomenal. She's a phenomenal, she's a phenomenal player. She's a phenomenal center. But the U.S. national team already has a Sylvia Fowles-like player on it in Brittany Griner, who's taller, who is younger, who is a better scorer than Sylvia Fowles is. So in my mind, I'm going, isn't this a great place to let a 35-year-old Sylvia Fowles sit this one out? Where's the next, where's the next person that's coming in? Where's the, where's the dynamic? Where's the dynamic center? The one who's not just a in the paint, back to the basket clogger of a, a player. Where is that dynamic center at? Because when you look at a um, a Jonquel Jones, she is dynamic. She's able to step out. That's what the United States are going to have to deal with coming from these other countries. They're going to have to deal with Jonquel Jones. And yes, Sylvia Fowles, yes, Sylvia Fowles can check her. She's great defensively, but she doesn't bring that level of offensive versatility to the page. She doesn't fill it up like that. So if you already have a Sylvia Fowles in Brittany Griner, why do you need another one? That's the opportunity to bring on another youthful young lion in the paint. 
The other one's obvious. The other ones are obvious. Diana Taurasi's 39 years old, and if I can recall, has not remained healthy for an entire season. I'm not going to count the bubble because that was different. Has not remained healthy for an entire season. Is currently not playing. She's 39 years old. She's been to four Olympics. I know she plays at Connecticut. She played at Connecticut and Connecticut ladies, and rightfully so, tend to get a little bit more shine when it comes to the national team. But isn't it time to pass that torch? Isn't it time for someone else to take that spot? You're telling me that we can't give a, we can't reach a hand out to all of these other young ladies, these other American women who've earned the right, who are extremely talented, who are healthier, who are younger, who can be to, who can be a look towards the future as somebody to come on. And then you then you add the Tarazi with Sue Bird, who's 40. And even though she's kept herself in phenomenal shape, she's not like the most dynamic point guard in the league. She's she is not number one at anything. Actually, I don't think she's ever been number one at anything. She averages somewhere around 12 points and six, six assists a game. That's for a career. I think career highs in points may have been like 14, 16 points, maybe. Career highs in assists, never really above six. I mean, never really above seven. So it's not as if Sue Bird's ever been like that work. She's, she's not like a lockdown defender. I remember back in her prime, people giving Sue Bird the work when she was on defense. Her claim to fame is that, well, early on, if you remember, there was there was controversy around the fact that she was a looker and, and, and people were trying to market her in that way. But the real truth is, is that she just really understands how to run a team on the court. That's her superpower. She's really good at being a floor general. She has earned every right to be on Olympic teams before now. Now, everybody always says that if you're going to take somebody off, who are you putting on? So let me help you all out. Courtney Vandersloot's been in the league for 10 years. Same around 12 points. She's the league leader in assists, 8.2 assists a game. She's number two in, in steals, two, two steals a game. Only behind, um, I believe, um, oh, Scott, Sylvia Fowles. Number two behind Sylvia Fowles. I think Fowles is 2.3, she's 2.0, steals a game. Vandersloot, and, and, and she's been doing this for, for as long as she's been in the league, and she's never made the Olympic team. She's 10 years in. Have we missed the window to have her as a representative of the United States? How about some other names? If you if you want to say, okay, well, that's 10 years. That's not really bringing in youth. Um, what a, um, um, Tanisha Laney, 19 points a game, 5.3 assists. Now you're coming on with a little bit more, with more athleticism, with more scoring punch. You're not really losing anything in the assist because obviously 
if she's on a team full of killers, by the way, which Sue Bird has always been, she's always been on a loaded team. She's gonna she's gonna have more assists. That's that's a natural thing. So she would be a great one, but the one I think would be a fantastic Arika Gumbawale. Top, she's one of the top people in scoring. Um over 20 points a game. She averages 3.5 assists. And here's the thing about it. You know, she's a she's a Nigerian American. She's American, but she's got Nigerian descent. I mean, she's comes from Nigerian descent. Imagine if a young talent like that decides, well, you know what? I don't want to sit around and hope that the United States is going to put me on a team because I see what's happened to other people. I'm going to go where they love me. And so then she goes and plays for Nigeria. We've lost out on a talent that should be playing for us. Why? Because we want to give we want to give two legends like another go around for what? They have four. They've got four already. They've got four. Neka Ogumake did not make this team again after leading the team in scoring. In the in, in 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 the world championships, how is that possible? Another, by the way, another Nigerian American. Imagine if Neka and and Arika and Chene and probably several other of the Nigerian American women decided to all go play for Nigeria. Guess what, America? You've got a problem. Because if these young ladies start feeling like Candace Parker felt when you left her off four years ago, where she's like, well, if that's the case, good, I'm, I'm through, I'm good. No more U.S. team for me. If they start feeling the way she feels, if they don't feel the connectivity to USA basketball, that's when you all of a sudden lose your air of invincibility. Because you're invincible, or at least you're seemingly invincible, because most of the talent wants to play for you, and they're not looking to these other countries of their descent to go and play for. But what if they did? What if they started playing for the teams that they have dual citizenship in, like Becky Hammond did? Because you're not willing to allow the legends to go on Teresa Edwards was in five and, and I was like why is why is she still here yes she's good yes I get it but she's got four Olympics already why does she need a fifth this isn't a this isn't a situation like um Allison Felix where she earns her right onto the team because she finished top three. This isn't a situation like that. These people just were selected. Hey, yeah, come on in. They didn't really have to earn anything. How is that right? How is that a meritocracy? How is that moving the game forward? It's not. Sue Bird will be a great story. Her girlfriend's over there, her wife's over there, excuse me, playing soccer. Yeah, okay. It's a great story. 
how is that moving the needle of the sports? It's great for her. But how is that helping to bring the new blood in? It's not. Now, after I say all of this, it could be something that shakes out that one of these young ladies ends up on the team. But I'm telling you, there's always the law of unintended consequences. And you keep leaving some of these really deserving young ladies off this team and they will find other means to express themselves internationally. WNBA, you should be concerned because you are on notice. Thank you for joining me on Talk Spicy. We do this thing a couple times a week. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on my YouTube channel, like, subscribe. We'll see you both. We'll see you all next time. Peace.